Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Because if you believe that everything, all your success, all your results, all boils down to how meritable your contributions are, then when you don't get that promotion, you'll be disappointed, right? You'll be so disappointed, you might even be crushed. Welcome back to another episode of Wise and Shine. I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Yoroshi Financial Coconut. Hi, Eric here, Mr. Positivity. And I'm Dawn, as she budget babe. Yeah, and today we're going to talk about a very important topic. <laughs> Is meritocracy dead, right? <laughs> because recently, I think there's a whole tussle in, in the parliament, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, after President Haliman Yaakob's uh, fight, speech, fight, right? Fight, right? fight, so, <laughs> fight, fight, fight. <laughs> you think canteen uh, right, right? But but uh she made she made her whole speech and spiel uh, essentially about you know making Singapore more equal, you know, a more inclusive society, all the keywords like all the keywords got hit, uh, right? And uh, by extension, uh the opening discussion of parliament today or these few days is really about, you know, is meritocracy a life, uh, right? And what is meritocracy? Everybody is fighting over this idea of like meritocracy. Even some of the PAP MPs come out and say essentially their view of meritocracy is no longer relevant. Right. And everybody's trying to like keep it up. Right. So and I, I know sometimes we we talk about these bits and pieces in our different episodes here mm. and there. Right. So today we're gonna once and for all talk about like is meritocracy dead, right? And if if so, why? If not, why? And how do you kind of work through this system for yourself? Date. <laughs> Date. Deluding yourself, you think it's alive. Wait, why, why do you think so? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we all want to believe meritocracy is alive, right? It, it, it's a dream, it's a hope, it inspires you. And, and if you're from a situation where you don't have a lot of things that typically would push you into success, meritocracy is a very nice idea to subscribe to. And I admit that because I'm a product of meritocracy, right? I yeah. didn't have my family environment and everything. I didn't have a lot of the luxuries and access that some of my friends and peers had, but I still made it through. But I mean, I think as you age and you go for in like you really like dip your toes into the workplace you start to realize that actually meritocracy is just a slogan la. slogan wow. yeah it's just a slogan only la. the reality is you see people who are not as capable of being promoted then you see you're like yeah i don't think that guy really deserves it but he gets like you know the higher paycheck or whatever and then you're like meritocracy is dead okay well i i come from the world of entrepreneurship and i think the market is cruel if you're good you're good if you're bad Eventually, markets find out and your business go crank, go go bust. So I would say that um, meritocracy is absolutely a life, 
But should we redefine it? I think the answer is yes. So what is meritocracy to you? Then? To you, it's as basic as you success and wealth and influence and power goes to people with merit. That is not basic. Merits. That's five words. They're all yeah. that complicated. <laughs> oh, Every okay. single word is very cheap. So that, that's Can my definition. One season, right? That what, what is merit? Merit yes. is anything good, worthy that people are celebrating. Uh, and during my time, uh, merit comes from doing well in school. Merit comes from being able to contribute to society. Mary uh, is only when you save your country, lah. No, no, not true. Because I, I only, I wasn't a full time, uh, and I wasn't a full time guy. Uh, yeah, but I, quoting, I, but I quoting Korean drama. Oh, you just ignore me. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I never watch. <laughs> Such a reference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. like her, as she budget right? I was also a product of meritocracy, right? My dad was a taxi driver. My mom was a housewife. We don't really have a lot of money, um, but every single year I received bursary. Uh, from the government uh, because I did well in school. So to me, doing well in school, uh, being first in class, uh, uh, doing well in your grades, actually do get the funding that you need uh, to go to a good college and go to a good university. I still remember in secondary school, again, because of meritocracy, uh, I became one of the youngest uh, to get to do a history trip in Indonesia and, and open my world to traveling. So I would say it's very much a life, at least in my point of view that if you do well in school, that piece is still very much alive. Like, we still do look at your grades. Yeah, but you, that was 20 years ago. Okay. Sorry? Okay, no, <laughs> 20 years ago. So, so I would say <laughs> that like, ah, bro, back then... Ah, no, uh, what about uh, now? That's why it's about now. Now, I would, I would define it in the world of entrepreneurship that if, you're, if you do not have good finances, you do not have good knowledge and sentiments about the market, you don't know how to hire the right people, uh, your business will, will still go bust. Mm. And, and in that world, there is still merit, right? As mm. what, what makes a good businessman? What makes a good entrepreneur? Can your company solve a problem for people, you know, at a cost that people can afford? Mm. So if I look at it from that definition, then absolutely in the world of entrepreneurship, we thrive by meritocracy because I government can fund you the business. But eventually, if your business doesn't have the basic fundamentals, it will still go bust. I fully agree with you, but I still think meritocracy is just a populist slogan. Sh share, share. Why? Yeah, you why? need everyone Cannot to like believe that, you know, just it. just agree and then like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, share. I mean, okay, honestly, okay, if yeah. I was running a country, you need everyone to believe that meritocracy is alive, right? Then, you know, people will work hard and do the things that you want them to do. But in reality, I mean, and I say this from my teaching experience, if you look at the students today, meritocracy is very different from what it used to look like in okay. that era. Sorry, but... Tell, tell us right? more. Right, I mean... Mm. The reality in, in our era, for example, when my teacher asked, how many of you guys have tuition? Yes. Only a small fraction will raise up their hand. My teacher friends say when they ask that, that question today, the small fraction is those who don't have tuition. So your access to even something as basic or as meritocratic as education is now really starting to get influenced by the type of access that your parents or your environment or your lifestyle can give you. Mm -hmm. And we cannot discount the fact that the students who do have tuition get access to a lot more knowledge that get access to a lot more opportunities 
and hence potentially would tend to do a lot better. Now, that's not saying that those yeah. who don't have cannot excel. Uh, they can. But it's a lot harder. They had to cross a higher Yeah, but hurdle. there's remedial done by schools too, right? Not enough. Uh, aren't, aren't schools doing that not to help enough. those kids? Not enough. You must ask the kids and the teachers whether I they really think it's enough. I really don't think it's enough. Mm. If it's enough, why people need to go to tuition like that? Yeah, I really think it's not enough as well. Yeah. So mm. as a GP tutor, right? Yeah. Like I, I taught GP for almost a decade and I was very proud of my ability to really help my students excel and get that A or at mm. worst a B if they're super weak, mm. right? But I was always, you know, deep down, I was always feeling like I can only help those who can afford to pay. And as much as I would want to help those, like uh, I'll always tell my husband, well, you know, I dream of a time and a place and I would want to create something to make that into reality. But I dream of a time whereby I can help students who really want to succeed and do well in GP, but have no financial means. Then maybe you write me like an application justifying it. Then I access how, how desperate you are and whether you deserve mm. it. Then I give you a scholarship or something. So I was like, oh, I set up this tuition center called Robin Hood and you know, I'll do all of this thing. But obviously that never materialized because life and kids and everything got in the way, mm. right? But the, re but the reality was going through that made me realize, hey, the, I really can only help those who can afford to pay for my services. Mm. Because as much as I would love to help those who cannot afford, then someone else is actually paying that cost. Yes. And for now, that comes from me where I can't afford that cost for mm. now. If I was rich, I was a billionaire, then maybe you can be my sponsor for that mm. Robin Hood tuition center. I'll pass the check to you guys also. But I mean, the reality is we have to admit that it's really, really changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. the question here, but I think the good thing is that even as that is changing, like the future of education is also changing. Yeah. Mm. If AI mm. didn't come on, like and I, I like this quote. Someone said this. Um, AI is making knowledge and information yeah. even more commoditized. Precisely. Do you know now with ChatGPT, right? Um, ChatGPT functions like a teacher to help you actually turn uh, complex topics into simple topics. It can actually teach you how to solve math problems. So I feel that. Today with AI, everybody has access to good tutors or good education. But the real you don't need money is, anymore. So if everyone has that, then what will you? How will you be different? Because meritocracy, they all they rewards the better ones, right? Mm. Well, therefore, I feel that we should always look at what society needs in this generation. Like back then, our generation, society need more workers, white collar workers, right? So they need us to study hard to get our degrees to have skills so that we can we can contribute back to society. Um, so I will start by looking at what today's society main problem is. Uh, so for example, we just talked about it, that there are a lot of uh, needy people, let's say, there are a lot of people that need help. Uh, uh, we, we are lacking of social workers, we are lacking of social help. Let's say, if that, that becomes one of the key areas, then therefore I would then define that part of meritocracy is when someone is actively contributing to a charity or actively doing social work. That becomes my criteria of what merit is because that generation, we need that. So think of it like actually it's very similar to how we we hire people by in business. We we don't really hire just by a job title. We always look at what our business need. So we need this X number of skills and we calculate this X skill produce how much money for us. A portion of it we're willing to give it as salary to that worker. So if the person can bring $10,000 to us, obviously we'll be more than happy to pay maybe 3-4k for you, right? If you cannot generate 10,000 for us, but you can help the company save $10,000. It is also value and therefore we'll pay you X number of people. So in the business world, it's very clean. How we pay you depends a lot on your value. So I feel that the, the, the definition of merit will also be dependent on what society today needs. And then once we come up with that criteria, then we dish out 
who has the most so society needs definitely more healthcare workers and social workers because of aging population right but I don't see them being paid as much as the bankers uh, so therefore the, the which is why we are redefining merit right now right and so I would see that if I mean if the government feels that that piece is very important we'll start to see a change in how social workers are being paid we'll start to see uh, the status that we give to people in healthcare more than bankers. I remember during my time, like, whoa, to be a banker, especially an investment banker, is a, wow, it's an like amazing thing. I would say with good communication and media, we are, I'm sure we're able to change society's uh, look of healthcare workers. Like, wow, you're a nurse. Because I remember there was a period of time where we look at teachers and we go like, wow, teachers are amazing. Yeah, not teachers are like meh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not saying teachers are meh, but it's just that, you know, the, the communications are changing. Because... A knowledge is being commoditized. Mm, Last time it wasn't. That's why being a teacher was like, wow. Yep. But yeah. now time change. Yeah, but but you know, we have been going on and on on this like whole like oh meritocracy thing for a long time, you know, like redefining mm. meritocracy. Every other few years, you, you hear a, <clears throat> a whole spiel about it. Uh, you must appreciate the cleaners, you know, appreciate whatever, whatever, you know, mm. let's pay them more, right? If you pay them more, they get dignified, they get power in the system, right? There's two main things in the system, right? One is your votes. The other one is the money you have, mm. right? Everything else is a bit more, you know, intermediary or peripheral, right? If 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 we pay, you know, um, a lot of these people more, you know, because I, not, that, not that I don't think you should, you know, uh, have some campaign on a great, great, mm-hmm. you know, have some campaign reshape the minds of the mm. people. I think all those things are good, right? And, and I would say actually, this is bankers, the name very smelly, right? not as sexy as last time. People, I feel there's a difference in, in this idea. But anyway, right? So, but have, they're still have, the highest paid. Exactly. Right? So, what did you just say? Sorry. They're still the highest paid. Uh, still one of the highest paid career out there, right? And, mm. and, and that is the part, right? As much as we try to go this whole like feely feely round, you know, or appreciate whatever mm. shit, right? Um, which I don't disagree. Pay mm. them, right? That is the only way to truly get a lot of power, a lot more power mm. in in the society that we live. But in. Reggie, you see, so in the ideal world, we if government has all the money in the world, obviously they will want to pay everybody, right? That's the easiest way to make everybody happy. But the the fact of the matter is, there's limited resources. And we have to understand that Singapore doesn't operate on its own, you know. We cannot operate on silo. We have to look at what the world is valuing. The world is shifting left. Uh, which is why we're shifting too. <clears throat> yeah, but it, yeah. I mean, it's like Titanic, you know. You, you don't shift a Titanic overnight. Right? Mm-hmm. So I would say that we have to give credit to the government when it's due, that they are shifting. They are being aware that what's happening in the world. And I think it's up to us to also be more wary about what's going on in the world and to also, also follow suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's, how, that's, that's how I see it. No, no, I, I don't disagree with you. And in fact, to be clear, I'm not saying the government's not shifting. Government's mm. shifting, okay? And that's why that's why the discussion is so hot today, <laughs> right? Because everyone is jostling for the definition. Two, two ideas, right? Mm. Is meritocracy still valid, right, as an idea? Mm. The other is what is considered meritable, mm. right? This is the two ground, I would argue, this is the two real ground that all the politicians and the leaders are fighting for. Right. How do you define what, uh, what is considered merit and is meritocracy still uh, valid as an idea? Hmm. Right. And, and I think that's why Don said meritocracy is dead. Lah, right? So and what's about, your about, take? Like, you didn't give your take. Okay, you always ask me to do this kind of thing. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, you <laughs> never say your take. Okay, never mind. You say the take, right? So um, <clears throat> my view is meritocracy is an idea. 
that if I'm the leader, I will push the idea also. Ah, you see, so you agree that I it agree has to be a populist slogan. There must be, a, I, 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 I will argue that it may not be populist by definition, hmm. you know, because it's no longer popular. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. That, that it, it's not, but it has to be for I, the society. Yeah, I get what you mean. I it's, 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 a, it's a PR brand kind of, you need a big idea to unify the people, yeah. right? So I don't disagree. If I am the leader, I don't disagree that I may take this ground. Right, because mm. there are only a few grounds: nationalism, meritocracy. You know, uh, only a few at this point in time, right? So, so I, I won't, I won't disagree with taking this ground. And I think throughout these twenty over episodes, right, you come to realize that I will shift my ground depending on who I am, right? If I'm a leader, I will think of things in a certain way. You know, when I'm a part of the system, I will think of it in a different way, right? Because I'm all, all of us are trying to maximize our interests in that mm. sense, right? So I will argue that as much as the narrative has to you know, has to be somewhere, right? Something has to stand as the narrative. And if meritocracy is the convenient narrative, it will continue to stay intact, right? Mm. Un- un- until it is like shitty enough to collapse, right? So at this point, it will not collapse. But as a person within the system, increasingly you feel it's harder and harder and harder and harder because the capital that is being stacked onto it is just higher and higher and higher. Like just now your example about entrepreneurship, right? I disagree because the, the main idea here is everybody that enters a particular sector, you know, uh, you start at the lowest life form, right? And and whoever that's in front of you have already accumulated the resources, they have accumulated their wealth. You know, are they truly, is their product truly better than yours? Uh, maybe not, right? But they can block you up. Right, like how Microsoft is really just blocking out a lot of the other software providers, right? Through the sales process, through a lot of these other things, right? So, so if we're just talking about pure like merit of the product itself or the service at the price point, right? It may it, 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 it may not get you to to where it is, right? It's a lot more complicated than that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, but and and then that brings us to the next tussle, which is why it's considered meritable, mm. right? And, so, and, as someone mm. who, uh, we, I mean, we are all products of the system, and mm. we are in that system. Yes. We're not the leaders here, yes, right? Yes, yes. That's why I think like we need to be able to shift. I think it's good to teach our children <laughs> and continue lying to all of them that meritocracy is alive because that's the only way, and it gives. Asshole. I mean, when I was younger, I truly <laughs> believed that meritocracy was my way out, was my ticket out. And that's why I work hard now. I was probably able to achieve the things that I did because of that belief. But after going into the corporate world, seeing things, waking up and realizing that reality is a little different, then if you continue to cling on to that dream and ideal which no longer works, you're just deluding yourself. Mm. And then you'll be like, and you become harder on yourself because if you believe that everything, all your success, all your results, all boils down to how meritable mm. your contributions are, then when you don't get that promotion, you'll be disappointed, right? You'll be so mm. disappointed, you might even be crushed mm. to the point whereby you can't pick yourself up. 
Yeah. Because you start to then blame yourself so much. So, but it's mm. easier. It's like a coping mechanism, right? When you then tell yourself that meritocracy is dead. I'm doing my best. I will still yeah. do my best. But I'll recognize that if I can't hit a certain tier, I can't get to a certain path, it's not always just me. And if we go with that train of thought, then I, I like us to all believe that meritocracy is alive mm-hmm. because it implies personal development, right? It implies you being the best version of yourself. But being smart as well to see what society needs and then to align with it. Uh, I think that's important. However, I also feel that there are, there are two other factors that contribute to a person's success. Not just because you have the skills and the abilities because anyway, the people's definition of merit is also different. I feel that number one is understanding the rule of the game. So like, let's use corporate, for example. Yes, you already have the skills and the knowledge, but do you know how to play the game? Because if you do not know how to play the, the little game in that organization, then obviously you will also lose what? Like, I'm a great basketballer, but if I play basketball rules in a soccer field, I would still fail, even though I have the merits, right? So... So what if you know how to play the game? You're working for family office, but sorry, yeah. uh, the business is going to be given to the son, not and, you. And uh. that's why I haven't finished it. So, so number one is, you still need to have your, your core skills, strengths, virtues, talents, right? Number two, the environment. You need to understand uh, what's the rules out there. You have to play by the rules. And the third one, third one, very important, is actually relationships. Because I may not be a powerful one, but I can be associated or connected with a powerful one, therefore being able to rise up the rank through cocktail. This is how the corporate world works. Right? It's always looking at whose cocktail are you rising up with. So if I build the relationship with the right people whom I believe has the power to rise, when he rise, guess who he's going to bring? Even if he leaves the organization, he will bring his A-team over as well. So I would say that uh, let's not just assume that just because you have all the merits, you will be successful. I think that's just one factor. Uh, But as an individual, I think it's also important to invest in your network, invest in your relationship because relationship is what gets you access to resources and opportunities. Plus, be aware of what's the game that you're playing. And if you understand the game that you're playing, then the the chances of you're stacking success on yourself. No, no. And and, and I think that's the part, right? Because Mm. in your head, that merit is all these skills relationship and you know um, understanding the rules right it's mm, not mm. part of merit but I will collectively put all of them as part of merit mm. right I will collectively okay. put all of them as part of what is considered meritable right how shrewd are you in this game how sly are you in this game right mm. it's, it's also considered meritable you know in the sense of it gets you to that success mm. but it is morally questioned Okay, so it's two different things, uh, yeah. right? Because this is the game, right? I know how to play this game. I chocho the people, I get them, mm. blah, 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 blah. I know how to play the game, right? And within these parameters of the game, I will be successful because I understand how to play this mm. game. And then I double down on it, right? So meritable, uh, I yeah. get it, right? Because within the success of the rules of the game, I play, mm. I'm good at it. But there comes the line of morality. It's like, hey, wow, this right now cannot one. Use all sorts of ways to get up. Right. So so and, and I think those are two different ideas. You but know? you see, the use weird weird yeah. ways to get up, mm. right? I don't mind if you are good. Yeah. yeah but so it's if you use weird weird ways to get up, but actually you're not very good, I mean the system will kick you out too, right, eventually. May if, or may not. May if or may they not. celebrate yeah. meritocracy. And that is the part that a lot of people are beta hunt because mm. I think that's the a lot of the part where people feel like you tell me this is like A B C D E is all meritable, right? Mm. These are what constitute meritocracy. But then you look at a lot of the other people that are up there, it's like what the hell? They can they don't even fit this this square. 
Mm. Right? Or they don't even fit this circle. Alright. And then it's like as no circle got different. The biggest problem anyway. I yeah. have with meritocracy <laughs> is that it it teaches you or it makes you believe that with meritocracy you can get to anywhere. The end goal is limitless. There's no limitless. But mm. the reality is there is That's why it's called ideal. Ideal. Ma. Yeah. Exactly. However, I now I like uh, where Reggie is going because it gives me a new new thought, which is actually every organization, right, has its own definition yes. of meritocracy. It is true. We, but the problem is sometimes they don't tell you the real Yes, uh, yes. Definition of yes, meritocracy yes, yes, yes. because, like you said, it's not convenient to say or it's it's a it's bit true. Uh, uh, it's true. Uh, what do you call shady. So it's up to us to go figure out what are the real rules it's and true. what are the things that truly are celebrated in the organization, and don't take it at face value that just because they say that this is what we're looking for, you assume that it's true. HR will only tell you things that they can tell you, and you have to observe your eyes because ultimately the reality says everything. Whoever gets promoted. Whatever that they do is the reason why they get promoted. Exactly. That becomes the definition. Exactly. So we just need to be smarter. So what is under the table is the real discussion, mm-hmm. right? Not is what what is on top, right? And and I, I agree with you, depending mm. on which organization you are in, right? Like even in some of these religious organizations, I know I'm going mm. to taboo grounds, huh? In some of these religious organizations, yeah. right, you will assume that within a religious organization, you move up because you are virtuous. Mm. Right? Mm. Because because you are like, you know, as close to to God or whatever as you are, yeah. and then you move out, right? I mean, I mean, that's the casual idea of how a religious organization probably should promote. Mm. But your definition doesn't gel with what Exactly, but the reality is the amount of people that you can convert. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The amount of people mm. that you can bring into the organization, the influence that you get over time, that is the real deal. Right? Which is why and it's an evolving definition. It's, a, it's not a fixed definition. Mm. But I think the, the problem is that most of us define it as based on our own. Yeah, so we need what to stop doing that. Have. Yeah. Yes, correct. So they need to recognize, so okay, not that meritocracy is dead, but like mm. your belief of what meritocracy is and used to be is dead. may not be you based on reality. Change. Yeah, you yes. need to change <laughs> that by looking at reality and yeah. seeing where are the rewards, where are the, yes. the success following, and then realizing that is the formula okay. that constitutes or, meritocracy. I think that's easier, right? Which is we go into the organization and we observe what is really truly meritable and then we do it. We align it. But it may not be aligned to your values. You have the choice to leave that organization yep. and that rules. So that is one way. Or the second way is you can stick by your definition of what's meritable and then go find an organization that is aligned to those values too, law. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, both, and then you go both, the, are not, both are not conflicting right? both, yeah, it's they, not, they are consistent it's just a one up down yeah, yeah, up yeah. down approach which is, which is why approach. which is why these days a lot yeah. of the ministers and a lot of the leaders are talking about inclusive you know more definition of meritocracy mm. more ways to define what is success and all that which actually I don't disagree I think you should have done it two decades ago <laughs> right so, so I, I actually want them to do more of that yeah. right? I remember two decades ago that was not not what was fashionable convenient. And, 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 it's a fringe and, idea yeah, and, and, and that was not what is needed as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I, I, what I get it from today's discussion is there are really two skills that we need to develop mm. for us to succeed in a meritocratic, meritocratic, right? Is it called meritocratic, meritocratic. society? Before you begin, right, I yes. would argue that actually meritocracy yes. is inherent in every organization. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. If you, because have you have this to define who is the best. Ma. Law. Even yeah. if today the corporatists no longer, because I know some people they hate the mm. capitalists and all that, right? Yeah. Even if today the corporatists are not the leaders, right? And the unions are much bigger, right? Then you got to ask yourself who becomes the yeah. union leader? And exactly. The union will set the yeah, criteria. The, exactly. So within the union mm. culture, then there's a union leader, right? Then who is the union leader, right? Because so, yeah. 
at the end of the day, in a world of scarce resources, there will always be a need for meritocratic society because not everybody can be the leader, right? We are living in a triangle for a uh, triangle world. But what I wanted to say was this: that for us to do well in a meritocratic society, we need number one observational skills. You need to observe what actually gets rewarded. Not what is being said, but what is really truly being rewarded. Yes. Number two is we need flexibility. That's a problem. That we need to be flexible in being willing to change things so that we can fit into the organization. So for example, like maybe we thought that um, our ability to teach is what makes me a great teacher. But now that we chat GPT and all the generative AIs, we realize that no, it's about learning how to change children's behavior that is now more rewarded. Teachers then need to adapt. So mm -hmm. the more adaptable you are, that the easier for you to thrive in a society that is constantly changing. Yeah, it's true. But Baha, you always say abundant mindset. Like. So is it scarce resources or is it abundant no. mindset? Uh, mindset can be abundance, but the reality is scarce. The resources will always be scarce. How, how do they gel? Just, just so, uh, yeah. I, I think of it as abundance mindset is like a magnet and the resources are like the nails. So whoever has the most abundance mindset attracts the most nails, which is still a scarce resource. So to hand off, I think the old definition or what most mm. of us believe, at least most of us were taught to be meritocracy, meritable, yeah. is that mm. we need to realize that, acknowledge it, mm. and then go and seek out and understand what's the new definition. And I think the challenge is no one's going to tell you what the new definition is. So you true. need to observe yes. and figure that out for yourself. Mm. And if that doesn't, like you cannot connect with that definition, right? Yeah, yeah. Then go somewhere else. Or change law. Yeah. Oh, wait, you say you cannot connect, right? Yeah, then yeah go you cannot else. connect. Then go somewhere yeah, else. Leave the country the... if you need to, right? <laughs> I mean, the world Singapore is so big. too small for you, right? I'll yeah. link to the episode below. But <laughs> yeah, so go somewhere else where your um, definition of meritable can actually gel with what organization yes, is. So I, like some I people, like they don't strive to be the richest. Some people don't need a lot of money. They're happy and they're, they're very much content with what they have. They just want to be um, at a certain level, at enough or a little bit more than enough, but mm. don't have to be super, super wealthy, mm. right? So maybe for them, their biggest fulfillment and what they consider to be meritable is your contribution to society. How many lives you've saved, how many people you're really yeah. helping, how many elderly you're helping to get out of loneliness. So they will go into jobs and even if the job doesn't reward them financially to the extent that the bankers and yes. all these other capitalist jobs do, but they get that reward there because it aligns with their version of what is meritable in society. Mm. Well said. Well, good summary. But 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 I would push the idea that collectively as a society or as society, mm. you know, we we want to build towards a society where it's more welcoming, more inclusive. A lot of these are big ideas, right? Mm. Which essentially means you know you got to be more equal, right? People got to mm. pay better across the board. Mm. You got to you know like shake up some of this like broad definition, which I think is what's happening, you know, and. By then, it's really a situation where if the auntie want to push cardboard, then okay, law it's for exercise. Mm. At this point in time, it's not, right? Mm. And it still isn't, right? And if someone wants to, you know, be a nurse, you know, and uh, be a social worker, you know, or do early childhood, they actually care for it and they really want it. And it's not a, it is not a sacrifice that they have to, you know, have a tussle with yep. in their quality of life. 
right? And that is the whole structure essentially redefining what is marital. And I think that, that the only people that can do that would be the government because they can yeah, redistribute yeah. the wife in a, in a way that at least everybody can still manage their basic standard yeah. of living. Because the minute the basic standard of living is broken, forget about talking about meritocracy, right? Exactly. Because it's all about survival. Right? Exactly. But once yeah. we achieve that already, then it's our choice. Right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's why the discussion, yeah. you know, is, I think they're dealing with that. that. Yes, piece. yes. That yeah. thing is being dealt with and I think we should cheer for them. Right? Yeah. I think it's... it's a, and, th- and that's why we talk about it, ma, because we are adding pressure. <laughs> you know, it, it's true, right? When you do content, you're out there, you spread certain ideas, you talk about certain things, you're mm. essentially trying to shape the discourse. I'll right? be very and, curious, and, you know, whoever listening or watching this episode, how, what would you define as meritable in today's mm, context? Mm. Very, very curious. Yeah. 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 Let us know in the comment section. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.